Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... <laughs> you yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Our guy, Adam Roberts, executive producer, other side of the glass. Rami Makhlouf. Yes, he's still here at the fan. Uh, he will return today to host his show coming up at 3 o'clock. 3 to 6, Rami Makhlouf back in the chair uh, again. Looking forward uh, to hearing what Rami has to talk about. He's been gone forever, like five days, six days, something like that. He's been gone for quite a while. So we'll hear what Rami has all pent up inside of him that he wants to get off his chest. I really want to hear what Rami Makhlouf has to say about the Devontae Adams trade. I mean, I am, I cannot wait. Riveted. Uh, I will be riveted by, I'm sure, what Rami Mekhlouf has to say. So, coming up today, today's show, Eli Bergovitz will be uh, joining us. Uh, and follow him on Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL. Of course, part of uh, Game On Wisconsin, uh, co-host uh, as well on the Pack-A-Day podcast. Looking forward uh, to talking to Eli about everything we were talking about on the big show. About the Devontae Adams deal, now this Tyreek Hill deal. Uh, Jaron Reed, we'll see if Eli likes him because Bob Fesco wasn't turned on by Jaron Reed at all while he was in Kansas City. Uh, so we'll see what Eli thinks uh, of Jaron Reed and how he fits in. We'll get Eli's thoughts on what he'd like to see the Packers do on the draft. All that fun stuff. Uh, coming up here in the next segment. In the third segment of the show, uh, I realize some of you uh, realize and know that I am a uh, Colts fan. Been one for, what, since 1994, 95, whatever it was. Um, So uh, I am very intrigued by the whole Matt Ryan signing and all of that stuff. But also uh, Chris Ballard, who is the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, If you've never heard him do an interview or talk freely. Um, you're going to want to say to him. He, he was on Pat McAfee's show yesterday. Um, and I want to play you a couple of clips because I obviously didn't see it or hear it because I'm doing big show. I'm doing this show. So I, I don't watch McAfee or listen to McAfee. But last night it was like, I don't know what time it was, midnight, whatever it was. And I finally got around to finally going and listening to the different clips that they put on social media to hear it. 
And as I watched and heard his responses, all I could think of was Ted Thompson. That's, I, I couldn't shake it out of my brain. Like one answer after another was Ted, 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 Ted. And I want to play it back for you because while if you listen to it and listen to what he's saying, it's Ted, but it's done with more of a edge, more of an uh, openness, I guess you could say, about uh, how he responds. Ted was more uh, politically correct in how he answered answers. Uh, Ballard, not as much. Now, I want to get your your thoughts here on something that Bucky Brooks put up from NFL Network, former Green Bay Packer. He tweeted this out. As for Andy Reid and the Chiefs, talking about Tyreek Hill, the wide receiver spot is a replaceable position in that system. Reid spent his formative coaching years with Mike Holmgren with the Packers, and the general belief was that the scheme slash quarterback creates the wide receiver. No need for a first rounder either. Hashtag NFL draft. Matt LaFleur, who is the mastermind behind the Green Bay Packers, was brought in because of scheming and his offense. Uh, similar to that of Shanahan, uh, similar to that of McVeigh, so forth. Plus, let's also add in the fact that he has a Hall of Fame first ballot quarterback and Aaron Rodgers. Now, uh, Matt Stafford is not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Maybe he ends up in the Hall of Fame. That's possible. But I don't think he'll be first ballot. Uh, They've had really no quarterbacks to speak of whatsoever with Shanahan in San Francisco. He's done the best with what he's got, even though they overpaid Jimmy G, which was partially his fault. But either way, uh, that, that they really haven't had that great of a quarterback, and they've really figured it out. And, and done the best with what they had, including getting to a Super Bowl. You trade Devontae Adams for a one and a two. Now, I'm not going to sit here. We're not going to go back and forth about Adams and Tyreek Hill. We can do that with Eli coming up in the next second. There are so many of you Packer fans that tweet all the time. Not just today. Not just yesterday or the day before. All the time about Aaron Rodgers and how great he is at making receivers better. Taking second round picks, all pros. Hmm? Yeah. Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, right? Maybe not all pros, but pro bowlers. That type of deal. Devontae Adams was not a first round pick, all pro. So while we talk about Brett Favre and his receivers he had, outside of Sterling Sharp, he didn't have another All-Pro after that. I don't believe. I don't think Robert Brooks ever got an All-Pro. I guess I'd have to look. But Brooks, Freeman, uh, Chimura tight end was solid, obviously, good. Uh, Keith Jackson for a minute, sure, fine, good. Desmond Howard kind of played wide receiver, did his best. Robert Ferguson and some of these other cats that that Brett had to work with. And everybody said he made his receivers better. And part of the reason 
outside of Javon Walker, first round pick. And part of the reason why these GMs, Ted and Goody, don't draft the wide receivers in the first round is because they have Hall of Fame quarterbacks that make their wide receivers better. But why is it then, if we believe that to be true as a fan base, why is it then are we clamoring for wide receivers in the first round? I don't understand. We'll get more into this tomorrow on The Big Show, me and Gary and Leroy. But I, I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, if, if we all agree that Aaron Rodgers makes his guys better, makes them so good to the point that when they leave, they aren't a shell of themselves. Now, this will be different with Devontae, I think. I think he's going to be just as good. But go through the list of guys that left. Jordy, not as good. Greg Jennings, not as good. Randall, This Randall Cobb here has not been that Randall Cobb anywhere else since he left Green Bay. So Randall Cobb. All of these guys didn't do much of anything after the left. James Jones, add him to the list. None of them. The quarterback himself talked about, I don't care how they play when they're not here. I know how good they are when they play with me. Meaning, I'm that damn good. I'll make anybody better if they just listen and do what I say. So, if the belief is he makes guys better, why are we going to spend draft capital and high draft capital on a dang wide receiver for multiple possible picks in the first two rounds on wide receivers. Why? The Miami Dolphins spent multiple ones to get Jalen Waddle. Okay? The Miami Dolphins sent five draft picks to the Kansas City Chiefs for Tyreek Hill today. They don't have a Hall of Famer. We don't believe. Early in his career, maybe he'll turn into one. But Tua has not shown that he's a Hall of Fame quarterback to this point of his NFL career. Now, maybe he will now with all this blazing speed that he's got surrounding him. Right? Maybe maybe that'll happen. He's got Mostert and Chase Edmonds at, at running back. Fast, speed. Gasecki at tight end. Nice mobile tight end. I mean, there is a ton of talent on that offensive side of the football now for Miami. But to this point, they've needed to add all that talent around him like he had out of Alabama, in order to get him to succeed. To this point, who did he make better? Nobody. So in that instance, okay, I'm with you. If I got Jimmy G, all right, I can get down with this. I'm with you. He's not probably going to make guys better. Baker Mayfield, same thing. All right, I get you. Kirk Cousins, probably the same thing with him, right? Probably not making dudes better. Gotta go get Justin Jefferson because he lost Stephon Diggs. Okay. But if you actually believe what you all say to me day in and day out, which is he makes guys better. If you believe that, why are we taking a wide receiver in the first round for? Why? He has shown time after time after time that he can make something out of a second rounder, a third rounder, whatever the case may be, and be just fine. For me, as I've stated, I'd rather have a veteran instead of a damn draft pick. Personally, because it's about now. But if if we're going to go the cheap route and go wide receivers, fine. But why the first round, guys? If you're going to draft a wide receiver in the first round, it's because your quarterback needs it because he isn't doing that for his wide receivers. If you have Aaron Rodgers, I, I, me personally, I don't I, I don't see the point. Offensive line, defensive line, linebacker. That, that to me, that makes sense. That, that all good, makes good sense to me 
early in this draft. And then get a wide receiver or two as you go later in the draft. Fine. No problem. Have at it. It's one of the deepest positions in the draft. Maybe the deepest position in the draft is wide receiver. There's 4-3 speed all over the place in this draft. So you can still get the guys that you want later instead of in the first round. And I know tomorrow when we do the show on the Wendy's Big Show, as far as how does it change your thoughts on the draft? It hasn't changed mine at all. I'll give you a little sneak peek to how I, what I'm going to say tomorrow morning on the Big Show. But I'm just using Bucky Brooks' tweet here as an example. He doesn't think they should use a first-round pick and a wide receiver in Kansas City. They just lost Tyreek Hill. He says, ah, don't need it. I'm, I'm with them on the Packers. Same exact thing. Not, not worth it. If you have a middle-of-the-road quarterback, absolutely makes all the sense in the world. But if you got a Hall of Famer who's that good, no, you don't need that. Patrick Mahomes doesn't need a first-round wide receiver. Does not. He will help make them better. Like Aaron Rodgers. Take a quick time. I'll come back. Eli Berkovitz, uh, again, Pack-A-Day podcast, Game on Wisconsin. He'll join us here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for affordable family fun. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is our guy, Eli Berkovitz, co-host of Open Book on Game On Wisconsin and co-host on the Pack a Day podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL. Eli, thanks for coming on the Madness, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, first Happy things first. Things first. Let's get to this uh, this Tyreek Hill trade uh, that happened uh, involving the Kansas City Chiefs. They get a one, a two, a four this year. They get a four and a six next year, uh, and then you have the Packers getting a one and a two uh, for Devontae Adams. Uh, do you think the Kansas City Chiefs essentially took advantage of Miami, uh, or do you think the Packers kind of got screwed over here a little bit in this Raiders trade? I think it's more that they took advantage of a of a team that had a lot of draft capital and were desperate for a serious playmaker to pair up with Jalen Waddle for Tua. But I mean, looking at you know, I was surprised to see how many picks they got for sure compared to what the Packers got. But I think looking at the fact that the Packers got the twenty second overall pick this year as opposed to the Dolphins giving up the twenty ninth. It, it does, you know, those seven, eight picks can definitely make a huge difference uh, in who's going to be on the board. But I do think that, you know, getting the two-fourths on top of it, it was definitely surprising. But I, I don't look at the Devontae Adams trade as like, you know, the Packers getting screwed over at that point. Like, I do still think they got a pretty good package for a 30-year-old receiver. And then obviously the Raiders giving him the contract they did which I know the Packers offered, but would have put them in a serious hole with the salary cap. So all in all, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think the Tyreek Hill trade really impacts my thoughts on the Devonte trade too much. I hated the Devonte trade. I thought they should have got more than a one and a two and had that whole big fight on the big show before the madness started. So we don't need to go over that again, but having said all of that, uh, let's focus a, a little bit now on how do they fix the hole created by Devonte Adams? If your goody of what's left on the veteran free agent wide receiver market. You know the draft is coming up uh, as well. How do you go about trying to fix this hole? I mean, honestly, the the free agency, the free agent receivers left right now are not overly in, like intriguing for me at the moment. There, there are a couple maybe that I'll look at, but I don't think obviously no one's going to fill that kind of hole of Devontae Adams. But I do think 
you know, um, an idea that I saw floated around Twitter and saying just in general that considering how much activity the Packers have had with the Texans in the past, I think trading for a guy like Brandon Cooks, who they could probably get for, you know, a day three pick could be a really nice uh, addition to the offense. I don't think it would make up for Devontae, but I think it would probably make up for losing MVS, assuming they don't resign him, which they still could at this point. But he's in I Kansas City. Cook, he's in Kansas City today, MVS. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it seems like it would make perfect sense with Tyreek Hill leaving for the Chiefs to sign MVS. Obviously, it's a downgrade, but, you know, the speed for the speed is kind of what I'm thinking. So, if the Packers went and got a guy like Brandon Cooks, like, I think that would be not only a replacement for MBS, but I think better than MBS. He might be a bit older, but even with guys like Davis Mills at quarterback for the Texans this year, Cooks had a very impressive season. And then I think, you know, Goody's going to look towards the draft, whether it's in the first or second round, having, you know, five picks in the top 92 selections. I think they have so many options that they could go with, and it could be in the first, it could be early in the second, like it doesn't have to be in the first. Um, but I think the draft is really where they can come away with maybe even two really good receivers. And as long as one of them makes an impact in year one with the rest of the offensive weapons that the Packers have, I think they'll still be able to put up a pretty good offense. How comfortable do you feel with uh, Aaron Rodgers, Eli, being uh, a guy to have an impact rookie right off the bat in year one? Because on the top of my head, I don't remember a lot of guys in their rookie year having big impacts with 12 at quarterback. Yeah, there's no doubt that there has not been a long track record of rookie receivers doing great um, with Rodgers at quarterback. But I also think that has a lot to do with the circumstances because for many years, these re- rookie receivers would come into a pretty crowded receiver room. True. You know, Randall Randall Cobb came in with Jordy Nelson there, Greg Jennings, James Jones. When Devontae came in, it was a similar group. So now if you bring someone in, like, yeah, Randall Cobb will be there. Alan Lazard will be there. But there's not going to be a clear number one or maybe even number two guy that's going to, like, dominate the target. So I do think if a rookie receiver could come in, get on the same page early with Rodgers and training camp, I do think that this year could be a year where we actually see an impact from one. If Devontae was still on the team, I would agree with what you're saying that it probably wouldn't make a huge impact in year one. But with Devontae gone, there's so many open targets. Someone needs to make plays, and I think a rookie receiver could do that. Eli Berkovitz, co-host of Open Book and Game on Wisconsin, co-host of the Pack-A-Day podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL. How important is finding a tight end for you in this upcoming draft, knowing uh, that Robert Tutting, who just signed uh, his deal, is coming off of a major injury? It's important to me, but I wouldn't say it's, you know, at the top of my list. Number one, you know, Tanyan, I, I doubt he'll be ready by the start of the season, but I do think he'll he'll play at some point. I also am hoping and expecting a pretty nice uh, progression out of Josiah DeGuaro, like we kind of saw it happening a little last year. And I think if he comes into the season knowing that he's going to potentially be the starter at tight end, it's going to force both him and Aaron Rodgers to grow a better connection with each other. And we could see him used out of the backfield. as kind of like a fullback, which you've seen, see him lined up in the slot off the line. So I do like DeGuara, but this, this year's uh, tight end class is pretty intriguing. There are some good options. I don't think anyone needs to be going less necessarily in the first round, but 
second or third, a guy like Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina or Jelani Woods out of Virginia. Like this is one of the better tight end classes that I've seen in the last few years. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Packers went after another tight end, which we saw them do, you know, two years ago or three years ago with Sternberger and Deguara. In a perfect world for Eli, what do they do with those two picks in the first round? In a perfect world, I think I would love to see them get Chris Olave at 22. I just think he's the perfect fit for Matt LaFleur's offense. He's a great route runner, good after the catch, good hands. Comes from Ohio State, has plenty of experience in big games against good cornerbacks. Like I just think he's extremely pro-ready and would love to see him work next to Randall Cobb in the Packers offense. And then at 28, if they could get a guy like Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State or Trevon Walker out of Georgia, it might be a bit late for them, but either one of those two edge rushers, because I do think the Packers, you know, with Darius Smith, obviously now a Viking, even with Gary, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, I think they need to have a good rotation on the edge. So whether it's Trevon Walker, Jermaine Johnson, even George Karloftis out of Purdue, I think that would be like my dream first two picks would be grabbing a guy like Chris Olave, maybe Drake London at 22, and then pairing that with a good edge rusher at 28. All right, so let's talk about where our dreams conflict here, right? So in your perfect world, you've got them going wide receiver and then coming back for an edge rusher. In my perfect world, I have them taking a defensive lineman uh, at some point, any one of the Georgia guys at this point. Jordan Davis would be my dream, but they're going to have to move up, so that's probably not going to happen. So I, I want one of the Georgia linemen with one of those picks. And then with the other pick, I'm fine if they decide to go linebacker, like N'Kobe Dean. Like I, I mean, I don't know about you. I, I like him a lot. He's sideline to sideline. He's a little undersized. I don't think he's even six foot, but he can get up and go. I think he'd be nice with Devondre Campbell. Uh, So that would be something. Or I'm okay going edge outside rusher as well. And heck, I'd even be okay with taking an offensive tackle if there's one worth taking down there at the bottom of the first round, Eli. Yeah, so I do do, uh, like your call on the Kobe Dean. I mean, I think even with re-signing Campbell, to get a younger guy with a lot of sideline to sideline speed could be very good for Joe Barry's defense. The only reason I feel like they wouldn't necessarily spend the first round pick on one is number one, they just haven't really done it in the past. Doesn't seem like they value that position a ton, of course, until the Campbell extension. And then also with the Campbell extension, we ha- we don't see out of Joe Barry's defense, we haven't seen a lot of uh, formations with two inside linebackers on the field at the same time. So they may not value it as much to draft one in the first round. Good but point. Yep. Um, when it comes to offensive tackle, it's definitely not a bad move considering right now, obviously you have Bakhtiari and then on the other side, in my opinion, at right tackle, I, I would start Yash Nyman. I mean, he played right tackle his last season at Virginia Tech. We all saw how good he was at left tackle. I think he could do that at right tackle, but he's a little bit more of a question mark in general. So if there is a good tackle worth taking there, um, I could understand that pick, but for me, like I definitely want them to get an edge rusher in the first round because I really think they need one. And yeah, if they, if they went out of the first round without a receiver, I don't think it'll be you know world ending because it's a pretty deep receiver class and they have two second round picks and they can move up in the second round and still have some really good talent on the board like Christian Watson, Sky Moore. There are guys like that they Sky could Moore. get in the second round. Yep. So if they if they left the first round with an edge rusher and a tackle or an edge rusher and a middle linebacker, you know I wouldn't mind that because for me. I always, I mean, I know we saw for San Francisco, the defense showed up and the offense didn't, but outside of that, 
nine out of 10 times, it's always the Packers losing playoff games due to the defense. So anything they can do to just get better and better on defense, I'm all for that. How about this one? Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft. He's got him taking a lot of at 20, 20, uh, 22, which I think Packer fans would be elated for most Packer fans. But then he's got him coming back and taking Dotson from Penn State, the wide receiver, uh, at 28. That isn't Olave uh, uh, necessarily. They're two different type of wide receivers. How would you feel about that being the end of your first round coming off the board with two wide receivers? It would be, honestly, I mean, look, it would be very shocking. But at the same time, looking at the receiver room right now, like, it would be pretty exciting. I mean, just knowing that, you have two guys that are extremely talented coming in year one. And even if one of them needs a bit more time, you know, it just gives you better odds of one of them having a year one impact. And just in general, the Packers right now, I mean, we're looking at Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard realistically as guys that we know Rodgers will throw the ball to, but I don't think anyone would consider either of them a number one receiver. Cobb is obviously a good slot receiver. Alan Lazard is on the border of being a wide receiver too. But if you can go and get a guy like Olave and then Dotson or Olave and Drake London right. or Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, who I love, you know, you could really go into the year with no matter what, it's going to be a downgrade from Devontae Adams, obviously, but you could really, really like mitigate that kind of loss by coming in with two high end receivers out of this draft. And again, I do not see that happening, but I would not be upset if they walked out with two top end receivers out of the first round, because then, you know, I just think the offense would be set not only for this year and for Aaron Rodgers for however long he plays, but I think they could be set for a long time. For the next quarterback too, right? Eli Berkovitz joins us here on the Wendy's Big Show. I'm going to ask you one last thing. It's a question we asked uh, during the Wendy's Big Show earlier. What needs to happen for you as a Packer fan, for the Packers to win the Devontae Adams trade when we look back at it three years from now? Hmm. I think first off, whether it's in the first round or the second round, I do think a receiver of at least Pro Bowl caliber, not not going to be Devontae Adams, you know, being the best receiver in the league, but a Pro Bowl caliber receiver coming out of this year's draft. And also I think a big part of it will be Brian Gutekunst and the rest of the front office using the money they did not spend on Devontae Adams to continue to add talent. It doesn't have to be huge signings and big deals. We saw just last year with Razul Douglas and Devondre Campbell doesn't need to be the biggest signing in the world to make a huge impact. So if you're not going to be able to go and retain Devontae Adams, I want to see them use that money over this year, next year, over the next couple of years to bring in more talent, veteran talent, and also really hit on these picks. Like that's the biggest thing for me is you got two picks for, for Devontae. You have four picks in the first two rounds. You need a hit on these picks, whether you're trading up to get a higher end talent, trading back to acquire more picks, whatever he does. There's so many possibilities with this amount of picks. The biggest thing is that, like you said, in three years, we cannot look back and say, wow, we wasted these, you know, extra two picks, these four picks in the first two rounds. Like they need a hit. And I think one of them for sure needs to be on a receiver because I don't think the Packers can go into week one this year with the receiving group the way it is. Like it's just not going to be enough firepower. Eli Berkovitz, co-host of Open Book and Game on Wisconsin, co-host of uh, Pack-A-Day podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL. Before I let you go. I don't know. I'm not sure how I've missed this the last time I had you on. Uh, fantasypros.com, Eli? Yes. Because yes, I have, a, you, I have uh, a baseball draft coming up here in a couple of weeks. So 
Can I go there and get a nice cheat sheet made for myself, or what do I got to do? Uh, yeah, Fantasy Pros uh, will cover you in all all things fantasy, all sports, and I I mostly cover fantasy football there. Sometimes I'll dip into basketball and baseball, but yeah, anything you need fantasy-wise, Fantasy Pros is definitely the place to check out. How about those apples? All right, we got another fantasy football guy that we can go to. Eli, thank you so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. There he is, Eli Berkovitz on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for home renovation loan has you feeling anxious. Breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Let's talk about my fine folks over at Young Express. Have you ever thought about becoming your own boss? Now's the time. Maybe it's time to join the Young Express team. They've been in business for over 31 years. All you're talking about doing is becoming a successful transporter of expedited freight. You go from point A to point B, pick stuff up, drop stuff off, live a stress-free lifestyle, put the windows down, turn up the radio to the fan, and drive, baby, drive, and get paid for it, too. Now, why Young Express? Well, they have a 24-7 dispatch team. They're extremely dedicated. Take it very personal to keep drivers moving. At Young Express, you can go over the road one week and drive local, drive uh, regionally, nationwide. Pretty much you pick, right? With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express will provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. Looking for full-time independent contractors? Join the Young Express team today. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success. Drives them. Coming up next. I want you to hear some of Chris Ballard on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. I watched the clips yesterday on social media. In my brain, Ted Thompson registered time and time again as I was listening to Chris Ballard talk. So stay tuned because I want to see if you agree with me. That's next here on Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Adam Roberts, executive producer, other side of the glass. Time now to get to uh, some things that I wanted you to hear. Again, I understand. 
You know, you're not a Colts fan, whatever the case may be. This isn't about being a Colts fan one way or the other. To me, uh, this is more about listening to Chris Ballard and his explanation on things and how he reacts to questions. Now, again, he he swears a little bit and so forth or whatever. Um, But some of this, to me, kind of plays like Ted Thompson. Some of this, to me, um, plays to, boy, I wish we had a GM that kind of acted like this uh, to a certain degree. They may feel like a lot of the things um, that he says, but they never really vocalize it one way or the other. So this is Chris Ballard. He's on Pat McAfee's show yesterday, Sirius XM Radio. Um, and McAfee uh, gets into the fact of, you know, picking up free agents and bringing guys in and so forth uh, during the, you know, the first couple of weeks of free agency. And this is how it went. I'll tell you what, we, like, I think one of the people that was kind of, you know, everybody just kind of brushed off the signing, but Matt Pryor, like Matt Pryor played really good for us this year. And I think people kind of ignored it. Okay. Even against the Raiders, when you go back and watch the Raider game, he was outstanding at left tackle. So we'll give him the first shot at it. We'll continue to look to add depth as we need to. And um, we'll look both in free agency and the draft. But but he'll get the he'll get the first shot at it. He ended up starting five or six games for us last year, both at right, left, and at guard. Um, he's a young player. We think he's got a lot of talent. He's a big, strong man. And when we gave him a chance to perform, he performed really well. Um, and it's been fun to watch him work and, you know, kind of buy into what we're asking him to do. So we'll give him a shot at it. And we think he's, we think he's got a lot of upside, but we'll continue, we'll continue to look and we'll look at every position. We've got to add some depth pieces. Um, and we still have some players that we think can still help us and play. Um, as we go along here, look, I mean, I know everybody gets excited about March and I get it. And Super Bowls are definitely one in March. I mean, we know that history's proven it. So it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, you can acquire players between now and October that can help you win. And it's not just a two week period in, in March that determines, you know, the outcome of the season. See, again, that's Chris Ballard, Colts GM on, on Pat McAfee. And talking about essentially promoting from within to be his left tackle. That's Ted Thompson, Packer way all the way, right? Promote from within, go to the next guy on the board, next man up. Then getting into why they're not spending a ton of money in free agency every year. Uh, and he kind of essentially makes fun of everybody that gets all worked up uh, about them not getting free agents, which is pretty much the same thing that Ted Thompson would do. Ted Thompson didn't play in the water the first couple of weeks of free agency, didn't care. Went bargain basement shopping, uh, bargain bin shopping, I should say, if if he was going to play in free agency at all. And sometimes he didn't even bother with that either. So, again, very similar to Ted Thompson, Ballard and Thompson. Now, mind you, uh, Ballard is over there for an owner uh, in Ursay that is very demanding, wants Super Bowls, constantly talks about Super Bowls, maybe a little bit different than what Ted had in Green Bay where pretty much everybody just stayed out of Ted's way and Ted was uh, able to do what he wanted. Then... Uh, up came a couple of more uh, conversations that I, I thought were interesting. Now, these two here, to me, if you're a Packer fan, or hell, if you're a fan of any team, and your season comes to an abrupt halt and ends poorly, th- these next couple of answers kind of what I, as a fan, would want to hear from your GM. Now, remember, uh, the Colts were in control, looked like a playoff team most of the year, fell apart, self-destructed against Jacksonville, uh, and and missed the whole thing. And this is what Chris Ballard had to say about the end of the season. I was pissed at the end of the year. I mean, and I'm still, like, it's still, I don't think that'll ever leave me. 
I, I just, the way it ended, I mean, look, and I don't, I, at the end of the day, I didn't get enough to help our team get it done. And that freaking bothers me, um, you know, because I you know, feel like I let a lot of people down. So I don't, I don't know if it was the, like, I don't ever worry about the outside pressure. I put enough internal pressure on myself um, uh, to make sure that we're, we're putting a, a team on the field that this city and all the ex-players that play for it can be really proud of. And I was disappointed. That, that's where the pressure came from more than anything. Um, and you know, as we did, I sleep better last night. Damn right. I did <laughs> Didn't sleep better too. Damn right. I did my aura. I wear this aura ring and I think I got like six and a half hours. And the average here lately is not, it's been a lot less than that. So there is Chris Ballard talking about obviously the Matt Ryan signing and how the season ended and how mad he was. It's going to take a while to get out of his system and all that. I think that as a fan. To me now, as a fan, I hear that and go, yeah, man. Because as a fan, when you get mad, very rarely do you hear verbalized to you from somebody in a front office that they're with you. Or it hurts even more to them than it hurts to you. You hardly ever hear that from a general manager or a front office person. It hardly ever happens. Then they go into the next conversation talking about him having to have these these tough conversations, I guess, with Frank Reich as head coach and Jim Ursay, the owner, uh, this offseason. I don't think you can get better without those uncomfortable conversations. I mean, it, it's not – and we're just talking ball. Like, we're just – you know, we're not we're not attacking the other – each other. We're just talking ball. And what's the best way to win? How did we – what did we – what did we do wrong? What mistakes did we make? And let's get them fixed. And here are the here are the solutions, and problem here are the problems, and here are the solutions. Like don't, like it's easy to bitch. Like that's an easy thing to do in this world today. And it's easy to make excuses, and you can try to BS your way out of stuff. But it is what it is. Like we weren't good enough. That that falls on all of us. Um, and we got to get better, and we got to find a way to improve. And that's 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 what the conversation centered around. See, again, this is all, to me, great stuff. Now, we didn't make all these cuts that are on McAfee's Twitter account, but there's another one where he talks about hard knocks in season, being around the cameras and everything else. He pretty much said, look, everybody's worried about, oh, they're going to learn secrets about you, or they're going to learn this, or they're going to learn that, and they had a chance to go over and edit anything out that they didn't want edited on. He said, for the most part, they didn't really touch anything. At the end of the day, whoever catches the ball, throws the ball, tackles the best, whatever, that's who's going to win the game. All this other stuff people get overly worked up about. Totally agree, right? Everybody is CIA. Everybody's got to keep everything a secret. Oh, my God, if somebody finds out something, an advantage or whatever. And obviously the Colts don't have that same thing. This answer here is my favorite one of all of them. Of everything that was said, this is my favorite one. Because this one here, again, he he answers it differently than Ted would ever answer it, obviously, when he was alive. But... This is perfect because McAfee brings up, Pat McAfee brings up to Chris Ballard, Colts GM, about this whole thing that's out there because Colts fans mad at Ballard like Packer fans were at Ted for not spending money. Always having all this additional money not to spend year in and year out uh, and being scared to spend money. And he asked Ballard what he thought about that. Do you think the narrative that you're scared to spend money is a real one or no? (laughs) I mean... Oh, I mean, that's awesome. I, I, we we traded and paid Buckner. We just traded for Matt Ryan. 
Darius Leonard's making pretty good money. I mean, if you just look across the board, I mean, look, everybody's got their own way of building it. And, you know, we have our way. And I would tell you, even the team, even let's just, I mean, because I think Les and the Rams have done it, their scouting staff has done a tremendous job. But it's not like they're a big free agency tree. Now, they've traded for a lot of guys that are big, you know, that are great, great players. But it's not all been through free agency. And so there's different ways to do it. Um, and, you know, everybody has their own way. I don't know there's any way that's, that's perfect. This is our way, and this is what we'll continue to do. Okay. And I'll continue to be kicked in the face for it um, <laughs> until we have a little more success, but that's okay. So there, there is Chris Ballard. Again, I, I don't know if you've ever heard him before. I've heard him on uh, The Score in Chicago before doing interviews. He is just amazing. I mean, he is completely different than most any GM I've ever heard talk to the media. The dude is just so wide open, just not giving a you-know-what, uh, and just saying – the truth, just being honest, like, this is what it is. We screwed up or whatever the case may be. And I don't know. Uh, uh, to me, it's very refreshing to hear dudes like that that are in uh, a, a position of power just keeping it real, I guess you could say, versus all the BS political crap that we hear from a lot of GMs around pro sports. Hey, the big tournament continues this week, and the place to watch all your favorite games on while enjoying your in on indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from their loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. <laughs> With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. And uh, speaking of that tournament, man, oh man, oh man, it gets going again coming up tomorrow. And don't forget, uh, all tournament coverage brought to you by Discount Liquor for the best selection, everyday low prices. Visit their two locations on Oklahoma Avenue and then, of course, in Waukesha on Main and Barstow in downtown Waukesha. Coming up next, he's finally back from vacation. Finally. People have been wondering what happened to him. He'll tell us what happened to him coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. His name? Rami Makhlouf. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check them out at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Also, don't forget, go deeper with the ultimate college basketball tournament preview from the Lockdown Podcast Network. Relive the biggest moments from around the tourney. Plus, preview the next set of games. Unlock sports betting tips and learn more about the tourney's budding stars. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Rami Makhlouf here now for the Rami Show coming up 3 to 6. So, Rami Makhlouf, what did you do on your time away? I went down to Chicago for a couple of days, Friday and Saturday. Did you go out drinking or having some good eats or did what's the deal? Did all that. Where, did, where, where were the good eats at? Uh, we went to a place called Peckish Pig the first night. Okay. And a bar next door to that. And then on the second night, there's this pizza place that I've seen on Food Network and a bunch of other oh. food shows uh, oh. called Pequod's. Excuse P me? Pequod's. Sure. I'm glad. Pequod's you... Pizza. I can't imagine you even remember the name of that place. Went but there okay. the second night and uh, got, it was so good. So, so good. So what is it? Typical Chicago it's, deep dish? It's deep dish, uh, but the sauce is really good. That's the key really to any pizza because it's going to be 
really it's kind of the dominant flavor right. in a pizza. There you go. Is a is the sauce. So right. the the sauce was amazing. And they do this thing where it's deep dish, but they they line the the top the, the crust with cheese kind of like all around the, the crust all around the edges has like has cheese on it and it right. like burns into the crust and it is so so good it's you, like this. you know your boy adam roberts claims he makes a deep i was gonna say dish someone say delicious deep dish. i wish i could hear him but these headphones yeah, are broken that's because he broke the headphone, headphone jack, jack into is it. broken i wish i could <sighs> yeah. hear about thanks for bringing no don't worry you're not gonna have to hear about it he's bringing it tomorrow oh he's no he's, no 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 oh, friday. friday friday see i'm all confused oh, my on. days again no. i think i got my headphones to work it, it's it's friday it's gonna be deep dished pizza because uh he was telling me about he always tells me about all this great food he makes so i told Russ, you know I we always talk about your cook. I said, but he Adam may be the best cook on the big show at this point. And Laura's like, man, get out of here. What are you talking about? So then Adam got out of the air, started talking about his. He made two deep dish pizzas mm-hmm. over the weekend: a vegetarian mm-hmm. one, um, and then what was the other one? Cheese and sausage, cheese and no, pepperoni. Uh, pepperoni. Yeah, pepperoni. Uh, so then he started talking to Leroy about it, uh, and so he's he's gonna make it. Uh, tomorrow night and bring it in on Friday for everybody. Bring it enough for uh for the Rami show. Yeah. Adam, well, I make it in the old cast iron. That's what so I do pretty too. Big. I do the same thing. We'll I have to cut the thing. pieces maybe a little smaller than usual to fit with everyone. If we're right. going to include you and Sam. I'm going to bring it in when I walk in, Bart's going to want some. Sure. Toby's going to want some. Yep. I mean, tell me now if there's going to be any for me because I'll skip lunch. So if not, then do you have any food allergies? Don't leave me hungry. No. No? No. Okay. So skip lunch on Friday or don't skip lunch on Friday? You can don't be honest with me. Don't skip lunch. I mean, right. it's going to be a bit of a late lunch, All right. but don't skip I it. usually eat right before I come in. That's okay. when I eat lunch, like right around 2-ish. He's saying he'll have a little piece for you. Okay. Not enough to fill you so up light necessarily. Yeah. Yes. Light lunch? Right. Okay. I'll yeah. eat a light lunch Friday then. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I'm not even going to be here Friday. See? Don't got to worry about him. Now do we. <laughs> nope. Tim more Allen. for me? Right. M- more for you. Right. So you got to worry about Tim Allen filling it Damn for Rami uh, on Friday. Hey, you miss food. You take all these days off. Uh, so you went down to Chicago, went to a couple of places to eat, a couple yes. bars, yes. did all that. Did you do any, yes. anything else? Sporting events? No. That was it. Just just food and alcohol. Nice. And some good rest. And then Sunday I had I was at the uh, I was on a hangover show at the uh, Laughing Tap. Okay. Did some stand-up comedy. Went to another establishment. Remember, I told you last week somebody walked off with my jacket. Yes. Well, they found it, so oh. I went back to that establishment. Did it still have your wallet had, and keys it in it? It did. So where did it go? Um, somebody drunk walked off with it. Um, Good for them for bringing it back. Yeah, tracked it down. Um, and then uh, Monday and Tuesday, I just cleaned my apartment and laid around, laid around, ate, cooked, watched a lot of TV, a lot of TV. Yeah, there's no chance I could do that. So you much know TV. That. There's no oh, way. I'm so staying good. home doing that. It was so no. good. Battery is fully recharged. I'd rather work. Battery is fully uh, recharged. All right, good. So we can have I'm a good, exciting, go. entertaining oh, show today. man, I'm fired up and ready to go for this show today. What do you have? On the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. The theme of today's show. Oh, we have a theme? There's a theme to today's uh, show. We feel it's special today. The whole sports world, the whole Wisconsin sports world, and my views on it changed. In the week that I was gone, the entire thing flipped on its head. The Packers, the Bucks, the Brewers, thoughts, opinions I had on them before I left for my break completely flipped on their heads because of things that have happened in the last year. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened yeah. since you've been here. Yeah, there has. A lot of stuff. There's been a lot of stuff. You've missed a lot. I have. I did, and yes. I, I tried to pick this place on the calendar because it's usually like a little bit of a dead period. Dude, you the know NFL I mean? offseason is the craziest it's ever been. I know, but even by now, usually the NFL offseason has died down. Nope. Right? Yep. That's There's like, more to come. That's like five, I started my break like five days after free agency, like mm-hmm. kind of unofficially started. You know what I mean? And usually like all the deals are in the books by Wednesday or Thursday. Right. 
And so spring training is starting, but who's talking about spring training? Basketball, you're just playing out the stretch. Right. So I was like, cool, quiet time of the period to just go away and unplug from makes the sports sense. world for a few days. Yeah, makes sense. And that is not what happened, dude. Nope. That is not what happened I mean, you, at all. You've got to tell us about your thoughts on Devontae Adams. Yes. That, that obviously has to come up at some point today. That would be obviously. the first thing out of the gates. First yeah. thing about Devontae out of the Adams. Gates, yeah. And then the Tyreek Hill trade today, mm-hmm. which is also craziness. Those two are going to be folded into one topic, so also right out of the gates. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be mm-hmm. good. And what else you got coming up? We got up? Brewers. We're going to talk some Brewers at 3.30. I've been hot. Something happened in the uh, world of baseball that changed how it's thinking about the Brewers and their approach in the offseason. I don't know about all that, but this Shohei Itani rule they put in, that is going to help Shohei in fantasy baseball like no other. Yeah, but it helps him and nobody else. Okay. Like, I saw that rule, and I was like, okay, cool. Right. For one guy. You but, know but, I mean? now, but now, see, now the issue is going to be because there are guys that can hit, that mm. that come out of college that can hit and pitch. With that rule now being in place, I just wonder whether or not you're going to see more I would dudes love to see more that can do Otani's. that. That's what I'm saying. I wonder if you're going to see more dudes now. Because before it was like, what's the point? I'm not going to get to. I'm get. I'm not going to get to hit. But once every five days, what's the point of continuing to work on this? Now, mm-hmm. if you can hit, maybe in the minors they're going to continue to let them hit while they're pitching. I think it'd be good for the game of baseball. Personally. I do too. That's what I, when everybody was talking about the universal DH, I was like, well, how about just more Shohei Otani's? Right. So you don't need the universal DH. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I everybody like just it. rolls their eyes at that. And I'm not saying everybody, I mean, Shohei Otani is Babe Ruth, dude. You know what I mean? Pretty much. I'm, I'm not saying everybody's going to be that good on, on both the mound and in the batter's box, but there are plenty of guys that if, if they put in the work that Shohei Otani does, could be could be replacement level hitters at the very least. And these you know guys aren't I mean? working and they're really hitting all off season. Exactly. There's no chance. Exactly. No. No. You're one hundred percent right about that. I totally agree. At four o'clock and to talk some bucks and why uh I've sort of moved on them. And at four thirty, Scott Grodsky is gonna be here to talk about all that and some CBS fifty eight mockery. Oh good. Yeah. What's on draft mockery today? Uh they apparently have done baseball jer- or no, jerseys. They, they did baseball jerseys and NBA jerseys. Today we're going to do NFL jerseys. Favorite we're NFL draft jerseys. N- favorite NFL jerseys. And all, of all they, time. All old school. Of all time. Doesn't matter. Yes, right. sir. Yeah, I heard the baseball jersey one the other day with uh, who was it with Tim, Tim Allen. That was pretty good the other day. All right, Rami Makhlouf is up next. Enjoy him and uh, enjoy him while you can. He's here for two days and then he's off again. So <laughs> don't get too wrapped up in it. Uh, back after this with the Rami Ma- Rami show. Have a good one. Toodles. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.